0: falls i've seen a million times they wash away the world that i see and cover up my mind and i can push the walls away until they're out of sight of mine but i'm not strong enough to stand alone here in this time
1: Stand with us this morning. Let's give the Lord a good hand clap of praise. We praise you, Lord. My God is great. My God, my God is great. You're great Lord great. Is it no-
2: Amen. He's greatly to be praised. What a wonderful day. What a wonderful day. I have a very special announcement. I want to start out with this right off the bat. I believe that spring is finally here. Amen. 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 It's great to see you all today. What a beautiful, wonderful crowd we have here this morning. We do have one official real announcement tonight at six o'clock. We are going to have a church business meeting and it's going to be a wonderful time because We're going to fill you in on the finances of the church but we're also going to talk about the future plans the new building and and just tons of wonderful stuff to fill you in on and it's going to be an awesome thing you you can come and be a part and see behind the scenes of all the workings of the church that maybe normally you don't see but it's going to be a wonderful time then when we get done with the business meeting maybe this is the best part that you're looking forward to is we're going to have a dessert fellowship back in the gym And it's going to be a wonderful time with sweets. What we're asking is, is if you come, that you would bring some sweets with you, stuff that you can hold in your hands. You don't need a fork or a spoon, brownies, cookies, that type of thing. We're going to have milk, and we're going to have wonderful fellowship back in the gym. And speaking of wonderful fellowship, right now, we're going to get out in the aisles, hug necks, shake hands, high fives, and we're going to welcome each other here to the house of God.
3: Georgia only to be released a few hours later and you will not believe how he got the kidnapper to let him go Trace Gallagher knows Trace
4: he did it by singing Megan it really has become the song heard round the world and police say it may very well have saved the life of nine-year-old Willie Myrick Willie says he was in his front yard he bent down to pick up some money and that's when someone grabbed him threw him in their car and took off listen now to nine-year old Willie Myrick
0: I didn't know what he was doing until he like grabbed me and he drove me off to East Point. He told me he won't hear a word from me, so I ain't say nothing.
4: Oh, he didn't talk. Instead he started singing a gospel song called Every Praise. Well he says the man cursed at him, telling him to shut up, but he kept singing for three hours until the man finally stopped the car and told him to get out. The boy ran to a nearby home, asked the homeowner to call his guardian. By that time, police were already canvassing the city and quickly picked him up saying the song saved him. Now listen to Willie sing the song on a local radio station.
0: Every praise is to our God. Every word I worship with one accord. Every praise Every praise is to our God.
1: And he was saying, shut
4: up. Yeah. Everybody's heard it. Willie Myrick even got to meet Hezekiah. (laughs) Praise and
1: you. worship, worship, in one every praise, every praise, every praise, every praise to our God. Sing to our God. hallelujah to our God. praise, praise, praise to our God. Glory, to our God. Every praise. God, every word of worship, we wanna go. Every praise, every praise, to our God. Sing hallelujah, to our God. Glory, hallelujah, it's to our God. Every praise, every praise. We word of worship in one accord, every praise, every praise is to our God, sing hallelujah to our God, Oh, hallelujah it's yes, to our God, every praise. That's going to come and pray with you. We're just going to continue to glorify and honor the Lord this morning. He is all power. We give you honor all Lord love all power
2: to you.
1: we give you honor we give you glory Lord all power all power unto you presence. He's here right now. Yes. In the presence. Are you hear troubled and confused, discarded? Troubles. Are you brokenhearted? Say it one more time. In the presence of God, we glorify you, Lord. We praise your holy name. You are God almighty. Praise God. We shut the Jesus
5: morning Prince of peace we
1: glorify you Lord Troubles <laughs>
5: tell you something right here this morning as I saw that little guy in the back seat of that car in my mind he didn't know what to do he didn't know what his attacker he didn't know what they were after his kidnapper didn't understand what that was all about but he did all that he knew to do I know a couple others that did the same thing he did They were down in the deepest, darkest part of a swampy dungeon when all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Paul looked over at Silas and said, Let's just sing a song. Let's just sing and let the praises to our God be awesome and mighty in this place where we're at, in this circumstance where we're at. I don't know where you are today. I don't know what's got you down. I don't know what that kidnapper's doing in your life. But you may feel like you're in the dungeon or you're in the back seat of a car and that enemy's got the driver's seat. But I want you to know something. If you'll lift up some praise in this house this morning, he's gonna dump you off and he is gonna set you free. I believe the Lord is here to touch and minister to your need. The presence of the Lord, one touch. Hear me today, one touch. That's all you need. Oh, my goodness. One touch. It don't matter if it's been a year. It don't matter if it's been six months. It don't matter how long you felt tormented and how long you've been sick or how long you've needed God to bring deliverance. One touch. How many of you know this morning He is here? He's here by His Spirit. Lift up that other hand right now. Let the power of God minister right where you stand. He can perform the impossible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we give every need to you, every concern, every circumstance in this house. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah glory to God glory to God sing it out oh our trouble here. No musical instruments right here. And it's peace, peace. Yeah. Sing with me. Wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. Just voices, sing it out. Sweep over my
1: spirit forever.
2: I pray in faith
1: the Most Love.
5: Amen. Amen. Praise God. do something in our service right now don't ever want to become routine or ceremonial but I want those who believe with me that it is correct scriptural and right for us to pray for the good and seek the good of Israel I want you to stand with me in the house and I want us to pray as we're praying for Israel in this prayer I would like us to include Nepal And all of the people who are devastated today. I know tragedies like this can happen all over the the world. And we've had our own. But if we have the love of God in us. Surely this breaks our heart. For the people who are mourning. Who are in grief. Who are suffering today. Last Sunday morning when I reported to you the devastation, I announced to you that over 2,000 people have been killed and you gasped. One week later, while the count is still rising, there are well now over 6,000 people have been killed. It should move our heart. It should touch us today, and I know that it does. So as we pray for Israel, Let us pray for the people of nepal and let's pray that god keep us our country safe from all harm amen father as we come before you today we agree together stand by faith on your word lord as we obey your word and pray for the good of israel we pray pray over her borders we pray over her mothers and fathers her sons and daughters and pray and seek her good Lord, she's your chosen people no matter what the politicians or the world reports or the news agents will say God we will stand with the Word of God to seek the good of Israel pray for the peace of Jerusalem we lift her up to you today as your chosen and ask you to minister to them keep them safe provide for them bless them at every hand and God we will be found in the end standing right with her alongside of the protective angels of God Almighty We give you the praise, the honor, and the glory for it in Jesus' name. And Lord, we ask you to touch the brokenness, the grief, the mourning, the tragedies in Nepal. We lift up these folks and ask you to touch their families. Minister to the needs, God, especially those of the household of faith. Touch them by your Holy Spirit and provide for them. Let this God be a way to to show forth, to stand in a new platform, to express your love to people everywhere, all over that country. Let the power of God prevail as the place to run to in times of trouble. We ask this in the name of Jesus and use us, Father, Use us in any way that we can be used to touch and minister to the needs of the people. We ask this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ forever giving you the glory, the honor, and all the praise. For it's never by our own strength or by our own words, not in who we are, but in who you are. Our faith is in a mighty God. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. As the ushers get ready to serve you this morning I want to remind you of a couple of things and one is that I want to uh, I want to let you know I I, there's a lot out there a lot of folks out there and in in the modern kind of new-age church that send out all kinds of articles and notes and they try to tell us preachers uh, how we're supposed to do things in order to make the community feel warm and fuzzy and welcome in our midst at all times. And that we're, you know, they tell us we're not supposed to preach the cross. Well, we fail there. We're, we're, we're going to fail there. They tell us that we're, we're not supposed to do lots of things. But one of the things that I I'd, I'd heard very recently was, well, to be honest with you, I, got, I get anonymous letters all the time. You know, it's okay. I, I, you write an awful lot. You, you're busy. You're busy. And I appreciate you. But I never know who you are. Uh, so I'm assuming it's just one person and their name is anonymous. So, so what's up, Nam? Someone sent me a, a letter, and, and they were very kind. But they said, you know, hey, let me give you a little tip. People don't like the church asking for money. So I think you need to stop with the offerings and collecting, you know, in the, in the services. And maybe you should, you know, put a box at the back of the hall back there where people can go if they want to. So you're not going to get too many people in the world going to come to church if all the church ever does is ask for money. And uh, so just, just trying to give you a little help on how you can fill that place up and I I folded the letter and I put it in my anonymous file. It's getting pretty full. (laughs) Um, Actually, to be honest with you, I I tore it in half. (laughs) Not because if you wrote it, I'm not mad at you for it. It's just that I went to the Lord about it. And the Lord let me know something. He said, hey, listen here, bucko you don't think god uses the word bucko but he did he he said listen to me you didn't start the giving and you ain't going to stop it he said i have means and ways of blessing my people he says the ones that don't want it the ones that gripe about it the ones that don't like it the ones that don't see its value or worth of those who have not tested me to see that I am God he said you ain't you don't have permission it's more or less what he said you don't have permission to change what I set in order old testament times all the way to new testament times he said you don't have permission to change that he said my word says it best give and it will be given to you pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. And he said, with what measure you give, the same will be given to you. The Lord said, don't you dare cut off their water. Amen. So I'm giving you the opportunity to give to God. Give to God worship God with your gifts with your tithe and with your offering today our offering is going to church of God world missions for Nepal we're going to help the people in Nepal there are several church of gods there that have been leveled destroyed missionaries to Nepal that are suffering a video has already come out of one one of our missionaries who describes the devastation And so when I watched it, I I felt grieved in my heart that we needed to be a part. We can't necessarily get on a a, a plane and head over to Nepal today. Maybe some of you will be able to be a part of rescue relief. But what we can do is we can help support those who are on the ground and those who are there. So we're going to support world missions today with our gifts. And every dime that you give in this offering today will go to help the people of Nepal and as we do we pray that God will use it not just to be an offering but to meet a need that they have do you, do you ever pray that way I want God to meet a need I don't want to just give an offering and forget it I want to pray over it so that I give the amount I'm supposed to and that it meets a need and that's what I want us to do today so as you give I'm gonna ask you to give I'm gonna ask you to give generously hilariously cheerfully because God loves a cheerful giver a joyful giver so I want you to give knowing that it's going to go far away from here and not one dime will stay in Middletown but it's going to help people who are hurting today around the world let's pray father as we come before you we thank you for this opportunity this privilege Lord to be used by you to minister to the hurts Lord over 6,000 that have been ushered into eternity and then the tens of thousands who've been injured, perhaps hundreds of thousands that have been left grieving. We ask you to use our offering today in whatever way will best suit the need that is there on the ground. We pray to be used in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, giving you the honor and the glory for the need met. In Jesus' name, amen. can you not hardly wait till we're standing there around the throne i'm gonna be looking over we're gonna see loved ones who have gone on before all of us standing there together dressed the bible says in white robes because we have been washed in the blood of the lamb and when he steps up the bible says the elder and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice not a little voice with a loud voice Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive honor, glory,
1: power, oh, oh, hallelujah, 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 he's worthy, he's worthy. Glory to God, glory to God.
5: Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to the Lord. Hallelujah. We lift you up, Lord. We honor you, Lord. We're not here to honor man. We're not here to honor anything in this world. We're here to lift up the blood-stained banner of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Come on, one more time. Put your hands together and give the Lord praise. The Bible says, clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. (laughs) Glory, glory. You know in an atmosphere like we've, got, like we've got right now, you don't have to leave like you came in. You don't have to leave like you came in. You don't have to carry that backpack of garbage that you brought in here today. You can lay it down, and in the name of Jesus, you can rise up, walk out of here completely free, unloosed and healed by the power of Almighty God. Oh, glory glory to god you need it you need him you cannot go another day without him you need him this morning i want you to lift up both your hands if you can unashamedly before god ask him right there right now god take what has to be taken from me bind up what has to be bound loose what needs to be loosed in me right now oh in the name of jesus not by might nor by power but by my spirit says the lord of hosts healing is in this house deliverance is in this house god is doing a work in you in this house holy spirit of god holy spirit of god hallelujah 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 glory to god glory to god thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you lord thank you lord oh hallelujah hallelujah i believe in the power of god praise the lord praise the lord Thank you, Lord. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. I pray over your people. I ask God that you give me an anointing right now as a shepherd over this house. I pray that you... I pray, God, that by the power of your Holy Spirit, being a Spirit-filled church, Lord, we're asking right now, for you to minister to the very brokenness in this place Lord there are those that have walked in here today and they've got their, they've got their smile on they, they've come in and they're carrying themselves as usual Lord the whole world doesn't know doesn't understand the pain, the grief, the sorrow they don't know God no one knows around them that they're standing at the very crossroads They don't know if they can go another step. And they think nobody knows. But God, you're intervening in the middle of this service this morning to let some lady, some man know that you are here for them. That Lord, you've come anointed to absolutely do a work in them. They're not going to walk out carrying the wounding, the hurting. The bitterness is gonna go. The unforgive. The unforgiveness is going to go. The healing is going to come, and deliverance is going to be the order of the hour. Not tomorrow. Not next month. Now, says the Lord. Whew. Now in the name of Jesus. Now in the name of Jesus. Right now in the. In the name of Jesus, lady, lift up your hands. God is setting you free right now. You didn't know how he was going to do it. You didn't know how it was going to happen. It's just suddenly happening right now in your heart, in your mind. Your circumstances are going to change. Hmm. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you think that I am not able? Do you doubt the power that I have? Look around you. Sense and know in your own mind and in your own heart what I have accomplished for you already. Count your many blessings and know that I am the same God of power. I'm here today to deliver. I'm here today to perform a mighty work in your heart, in your life, in your activities and circumstances. Trust in me, says the Lord. Do not look to the things, the beggarly elements around you. Do not judge my power based on your current circumstance. Trust and know that I am a God of creative power, and I can indeed perform out of nothing a miracle that will astound you, says the Lord. Trust and know that I'm here to perform it, says God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is speaking to someone right now, and you don't need me to try to convince you who you are. You know who you are. I want you right now, wherever you are, to just slip up a hand and praise all over the sanctuary. Let's do this, but if you've heard this and you know this is God speaking to your spirit, I want you to receive it. Do something right now to let the Lord know that you receive his deliverance. That you're responding to his spoken word over you. What you have heard today, if you're visiting with us, is what we understand and know in the Word of God is the Spirit of God at work, the gifts of God in action in the church. Tongues and interpretation of tongues. This is biblical and correct in the church, and we have heard from the Holy Spirit. Someone will leave here different today. You'll write this date down in your Bible as a date that will never the same again never will your life be the same thank you lord for blessing for touching for delivering in the name of jesus christ we honor you and praise you and everyone said amen 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 turn to somebody and if you're close enough and you don't care shake the hand or hug the neck whichever one you feel comfortable Don't sit down just yet. We're going to read the Word. Sorry. Boy, thank you, Lord. How many are glad you go to a Holy Ghost fired up church this morning? You see, it's it's not about our denomination or our religion. We don't act like this because we're Pentecostal. We're Pentecostal because we have found God like this. (laughs) He's a God of power. He's a God of power. Starting with His cross, it follows all the way through to His complete finished work in you and me how many of you know all of us are working we're a work in progress amen when you get perfect when you've arrived at perfect will you please make an appointment with me and let me talk to you i just want to sit down and glean from all you have learned we're delighted to see sister betty tunnel here in the church house this morning. As you know, we laid to rest for the gym tunnel last week. And this precious lady has been on all of our hearts and we've all prayed for her. And we're just we're glad to see her back in service this morning. Her beautiful, wonderful family, her daughter Jenny is here. I know Randy and Teresa are here as well. We love you, Betty, and we we're praying for you. Tonight at six o'clock, While you're turning to james chapter one and verse one i'm going to read through verse four tonight at six o'clock you know what i'm feeling and sensing here the last several weeks as we've been talking about the unstoppable christian the unstoppable church and the power of god has been here in a wonderful way last sunday morning if you weren't here man i'm telling you 12 people about turned over pews to get down to the front to get saved last sunday morning wasn't that wonderful wonderful god was so awesome so awesome tonight at 6 is the state of the church now the way I do state of the church is different I mean it's still God's service we're going to open up with some worship we're going to have prayer and we'll get to the the busy stuff as long as the Lord will permit and uh, we do that we want to have a a church called conference because to be quite honest I'm very impassioned about what I'm going to share with you tonight tonight is the night that we get to tell you Here I am wanting to just blurt it out. Just wanting to blurt it out. How many thinks I should just go ahead? Look at you, y'all. You ain't patient for nothing. Let's put it this way. We're going to talk real serious about where we're going to be for the next 10, what we're going to be involved in for the next 10 months, starting right away. Starting right away. So I want you to be here tonight to hear all the details. And that's all I'm going to say. My mouth is sealed. Next Sunday morning, very thrilled at Mother's Day to have with us a special guest. Sister Teresa Norman from Cleveland, Tennessee is going to be here. She is a noted uh, speaker and uh, conference speaker, goes all over the country. She is a wonderful lady, a godly lady. I love to talk to her because she's from Tennessee and I like Tennessee because that's where my family's from. But when you talk to her, she's like, well, Brother Ray, and I'm like, oh, you sound just like my kin folks. And all of them. My daddy was born in Tennessee and all of us, our families, every Phillips down there. There's even a Jerry Phillips road down there. And he's related to me. But she's coming to minister on Mother's Day and it's gonna be a great, great service. She's bringing, she's never been away from her family on Mother's Day. So all of them are filling a hotel up here because they're coming to hear her speak. So they'll all be here celebrating her Mother's Day. So it's going to be a good day. Also on May uh, 17th through the 21st, that's Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We're going to be in revival with Brother Lane Sargent. He's going to be with us. Him and Sister Judy are coming. I trust them. I love them. I, I get lots and lots of phone calls from evangelists around the country who want to come. And I'll be honest with you, not just anybody with a CD or a poster can come and stand behind this pulpit. Say amen pray about that and we want someone who's going to come in and pour into the life of our church what i like about most evangelists is that they come through on a on a fly however they come they come they come in blowing in and blowing out and they really don't get to know my people and they really don't care about my people they just want an offering and uh they usually the the way the pattern works is they start big everybody comes to hear him and then it dwindles down to nothing by the last night what i love about brother Sargent's revivals is he starts with the normal crowd and a lot of folks come but it just gets bigger every single night until the last night's his biggest night so that tells me that you love him the power of god is on him and the holy spirit's using him so that'll be the 17th through the 21st james chapter one a few minutes i'm going to speak called this message textbook for tough times textbook for tough times James a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad greetings then listen to what he says I mean this is chapter one first couple verses and this is what he, he says my brethren count it all joy when you fall into various trials let me read that again surely he didn't say what I think he said my brethren count it all joy when you fall into various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience please have patience right now but let patience have its perfect work you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing let's pray father as we come before you this morning we ask you to bless to touch in this hour speak to us by your holy spirit and let your presence be here in a marvelous way to bring us into a mode of understanding lord what you're speaking to the church today in jesus name we pray amen you may be seated Immediately after service in the choir room, we're going to be having a meeting for the Clayton Street Mission. If you are interested in outreach ministry, if you have a desire, a calling in your life to work on outreach to our community, whether that be through children, adults, through the homeless, through the hurting, through homeless shelters, through uh, VBSs in downtown, however, any label or identity of of outreach ministry we invite you to come to this very special meeting right after church it'll only last a few moments a little bit of your time and we're going to get right to it and share with you some things about how you can be involved in what we're calling in our outreach ministry the Clayton Street mission going back 100 years to our beginning to understand where we're supposed to go today in reaching the community so I invite you to come back there for a few moments we've been talking about an unstoppable church an unstoppable Christian being unstoppable not failing and faltering and stumbling all along our way in what I consider to be difficult and hard times these are difficult days when you look at the headlines all around us you can't hardly believe what you hear I mean in Nepal the over 6,000 people killed in a few moments of time unbelievable how it just came out of nowhere it just hit suddenly in the middle of the, I think it was in the middle of the night when it hit like it did, killing that many people in just a few minutes. Rioters tearing up our cities in America. Now, some of the major cities in America dealing with rioters and what I consider to be criminals who are breaking in stores and looting and, and tearing down and burning down and retirement homes and grocery stores and or pharmacy stores. and unbelievable and then you've got the protesters who who are angry and they're in the street and they're trying to be peaceable about that they're trying to get their their unrest across to the world They're wanting people to understand and know they got an issue they want to talk about it they want to fix this there's protesters all over the country and it seems like there's just unbelievable unrest and stress in the cities all around us seems like everybody is Is going through things you find it not only nationally but internationally you find it that way all across the board even in our own city in our own communities in our own families I've had family members come and talk to me and they'd say my family is like what you're seeing on the city of Baltimore right now my family is arguing and and fussing and falling apart and there's just no peace there's no peace and I hear that on the news there's no peace I hear that everywhere I look no peace We know that's a sign of the end times when the world will be crying out for peace. Some of the recent headlines to show you and I that we're in troubled times. 21 Christians beheaded in Syria as the Islamic radicals, ISIS declares war. Did you hear this? Have you known this? I read the article where they've literally said this in words. I found it in quotes. They have declared war on the cross. Did you know that? war on the cross a mystery virus another headline causes paralysis all kinds of diseases popping up out of nowhere personal info of US soldiers leaked to Isis rebels who are threatening now to kill their families Ebola Pope Francis who said World War III is already upon us it's tough times we're in harm's way there's no peace anywhere it's a struggle to live every day Where can we go to find it? Well, you're not real sure who's the good guy and who's the bad guy. These days, the accusations are that the good guys are the bad guys. The bad guys are the good guys. And you don't know what's going on. There's unsafe, unrest, harm in every place you go. Job chapter 5 and verse 7 says, Yet man is born to trouble as the sparks fly upward. The sparks are flying upward. We're troubled people. We're living on a troubled planet. We live in a fallen world, and you and I know exactly why. It's not the Republicans. It's not the Democrats. Stop that stuff. It's not the Libertarians. It's not the Independents. It's none of those things. You know better. Stop that. Stop fussing. Stop sitting around the dining room tables and arguing about all those things. I'm telling you, you know better than that. It is exactly what it's been since the very beginning of man. It is fallen world who's given over to, a, to a, the world's sinful ways and they've given their lives over to sin sin has stained every part of this universe it's touched every part of this planet and it is absolutely like an infection taking over everything around us and everything you see in every conversation in every vote in the senate in every community everything you're seeing is a direct revelation of what happens when people turn their back on god and they go the way of sin it infects humanity, and the human condition is at an all-time low. The other day, I was driving down Braille Boulevard, could not believe what was going on. I was traveling down the road, and I'm just I'm right behind a lady, and I did what's right because there's three lanes. So I just signaled and moved over into this lane, and I started to move ahead. Well, she put her signal on and wanted to come over. And when she put her signal on, I was halfway up past her car. So immediately, you know... She, I'm thinking oh I go to sl- put on my brake, not knowing what she's going to do and the next thing I know she is absolutely Screaming hollering yelling giving me every colorful expression on her hand that she could come up with She is yelling at me screaming at me and about to have a heart attack And I did what anybody would do. I looked over and I said calm down <laughs> Calm down sweetheart get you some ice cream it's all right and I was actually upset because I was like why is she upset what in the world's her problem I'm like what are you mad for and I'm looking I'm like what are you mad for then it dawned on me she thinks you're cussing back at her and I'm like I'm not you know, I'm like what are you mad for calm down settle down she she couldn't get it oh she just stayed mad I just I, I put on my brakes and let her get right in front of me and then she's in the rearview mirror and I'm just like, wow, take a chill pill, baby. Goodness gracious. There's an infection in the land. People, they're not nice, they're, they're kind, they're angry, they're bitter, they're unforgiving. They assume the worst. The glass is empty. It's not half full. Everything is just negative, 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 negative. We live it in this society. Violence, death, sickness, murder, marriages, breaking up left and right, hatred everywhere. You, I hear the word hate more than I ever have in my life. Violence is filling a land of strife on every hand. Unbelievable when you hear the stories of how heroin addiction is, is taking over. I mean, it's, it's an epidemic, and if it's not heroin, it's other drugs, or it's alcohol, or it's sex, or it's all of the above. It's all of these things that are terrorizing the human condition. Can't believe where we're at. I can't believe what's going on. I, I heard something that I had to shake my head at the other day, a couple weeks ago, when we were at the hospital. And that was when we were there at the hospital. Angie, the doctor had just we had just got done I had the privilege to be able to pray with a lady whose husband had just passed but we were on the other side of the curtain when she when her husband took his last breath and passed away And we heard them go through that process I even preached a little about it and heard the doctor say time of death and it was so sad and solemn and we all just stood there and it wasn't a little while later when the doctor came behind the screen and was talking with us and I said "Boy, that that was pretty sad and uh, we were right here we heard everything and it was just very devastating to us and the doctor made a statement that kind of shocked me he said well at least that was like a normal death and I just looked at him and he said you see last night it was a 28 year old who overdosed on heroin and there was two or three others last week and it's a regular occurrence that our time of death is now for all the wrong people he said every now and again it's a little refreshing when somebody dies of just wore out old age unbelievable we're in this time these are difficult days as the very culture of America is even turning against Christians the terror of the East is coming fast to the West we need to know how to survive and in the next five minutes I want to share with you about what I consider to be the playbook the textbook for tough times. It begins with this book right here, the book of James. The book of James was written in A.D. 38 to 44. No one really has it all pinned down, but it was written right there. One of the very earliest books written in the New Testament. But it's a book that, although written 2000 year, over 2,000 years ago, it was a book that could be sold at family bookstore right now on the front line as a current book for the 21st century Christian. James who was the half brother of Jesus the biological son of Mary and Joseph he wrote for us a manual a textbook for how you get through tough times he's not like Paul Paul his reading is more like a is more like a talk it's more like a sermon it's more like he's up here preaching today but Paul was the guy who man he wanted to theoretically put it all together and give you a a theological kind of you know observation and generality and He would write all kinds of masterpieces of literature trying to describe and give to you the details of the gospel and how it all works. Not James. James is just a straight talker. He's giving you what I call, Brian, a a locker room talk. Brian shared with us at The Mix about how he just goes in there, and you can see him, like at halftime, bringing the team in, getting around, and just telling them straight talk, just straight up what's going on. Defense needs to do this. Y'all need to do that. You need to suck it up and get strong. You need to do this. You, you guys need to quit acting like babies. And I love you. All in the same breath. Someone counted over 50, 50 commands that are in the book of James. And he starts out, cut to the chase bottom line what are we just going to cut and get right to when he starts writing his little five chapters in this little letter he says something to us that is quite amazing he says in the very second verse after it's just kind of introduced him it says this brethren my brethren count it all joy when you fall into various trials now are you seriously kidding me you mean you're going to start off this letter with something that bizarre that's strange that kind of unnatural I mean we know he said you know fall we're going to fall brethren count it all joy when you fall into various trials he's not wasting any time to let us know we're gonna face all kinds of trials we're gonna face troubles and circumstances that are gonna take us by surprise and most of our most of our trials and troubles they do they take us suddenly by surprise they're not something that we're expecting. It's kind of like the other day. When I was driving down the road again. I'm in, a lot of sermon illustrations happen in my car. I'm driving down the road, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I'm listening to music. I'm going to a luncheon appointment, and I'm just, I'm just cruising. I'm having a good time. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, boom Big old pothole in the middle of the road I didn't see. The bottom of my car hits the road, and I come up out of there, and I'm like, No! pulled over, looked to see if there's any damage. I'm like, oh, my whole world has just fallen apart. But that's kind of like life, isn't it? All of a sudden, out of nowhere, as you're moving along and you're coming down the road, all of a sudden, bam, you hit a pothole in your life. You hit a circumstance, a cir- something that just comes out of nowhere. You get up in the morning, you think everything's gonna be fine, everything's working normal, just a regular routine kind of day. Then, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, by lunchtime, you're dealing with a sudden trial, dealing with a situation, dealing with a pothole of life. The good news, it isn't really good news, but the good news is we all have them. Everybody faces them, everybody's got troubles, everybody's got trials. You're not alone. Sing that song by Carrie Job: "You are not alone." And we all have them. We all face them. So cheer up. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. The doctor may say, "I'm sorry, you have cancer." A knock on the door may come to tell you that your child's been arrested. You may walk in. The boss says, "Got to have a meeting with you," and you're fired right off the bat before you've even had time to get your coffee. Your spouse suddenly, overnight, passes away. Someone you love betrays you. In an instant, it crushes and crumbles your whole world. Your husband walks out. Your wife walks out. Doesn't want to be married anymore. The list is endless to the tough times that not only come internationally and nationally, but to our local community and our families. But James says something amazingly strange. He says, count it all joy. When I read that and I was really reading it because I was going to preach it. You know, when you read something, you're going to preach it. You look at it. Preachers do this all the time. We look at the word and we're like, what does that word really say? What does that really mean? How does this really apply in three points? How can I bring this around to say something really powerful and anointed for people to hear about God? And I didn't get anything. Joy. Joy, are you serious? I'm kind of arguing with God. Are you serious? Count it all joy when I go through these trials, these troubles, these circumstances that are unbelievable when I hit the potholes of life, when it's impossible, I can't get out, I can't go over, I can't get around it. This is horrible and I got to endure this. It's painful. It's suffering. You're telling me that I need to be joyful? I couldn't handle it. So I did what any good preacher would do. I went to the Greek. And I said, there's got to be some mystery word connected to joy that will explain this scripture to me. I've got to find something. So I went to the, the Greek and the Hebrew, and I looked up the word joy, and here's what I found out. There, oh, hang on. Joy is the word chera, which is where we get the word Cheer. You know what I found out? Joy means joy. (laughs) Here's the words that it uses in the Greek and Hebrew dictionary. Cheerfulness. Joyful. Glad. Delighted. I'm looking for some mystery word. I'm looking for something that explains what this really means so I can shout about it. And it means joy. Joy. I looked it up in the Amplified Version to find the verse and it says, consider it wholly joyful. I went to the Message Bible because I know the Message Bible, it's modern and contemporary. It's going to help me get a real good 21st century understanding of what this means. And it says, consider your trials and troubles a sheer gift. Another version said, be very glad. One said, consider yourselves fortunate. Then I did the last thing. I went to the Phillips translation because that's my brother. I know he's going to tell me the truth. And I wanted to quote the entire word for you, the verse when all kinds of trials and temptations crowd into your lives my brothers don't resent them as intruders but welcome them as friends (laughs) then it says it's got next to it an exclamation point the exclamation points what bothered me the most because you know what exclamation point means it means be excited about this exclamation point see your troubles and your trials don't see them as rude intruders see them as your welcome guests friends exclamation point no matter where I looked no matter what commentary no matter what cross-reference book I looked in joy means joy but that's not a natural response That's not the way I feel when I'm going through troubles and trials. God, that's asking too much. I'm like, are you serious? Am I supposed to get up now and preach this as meaning joy? The Lord said, absolutely. And mean it and be excited about it with an exclamation point behind it. It's tough times tough times in my life Lord and you want me to consider pure joy consider it pure joy my natural response God is that I'm gonna get angry like that lady on Braille Boulevard I'm gonna I'm gonna have despair I'm gonna be depressed I'm gonna complain I'm gonna have revenge in my heart I'm gonna I'm gonna want to escape from my problems Lord the natural response is negative everybody knows that the natural response to trouble is negativity that's natural. And that's when the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart, my heart, and he said, and that's the point, isn't it? I'm telling you to step out of the natural and into this supernatural. I'm asking you to let me be God and you be man. I'm asking you to let me take a hold of every consideration and every circumstance of your life. Let me be God. Let go and let me bring a contentment and a joy back into your life. James is showing us something from heaven. He's showing us something that's impossible in the natural. You can't walk away from a cemetery. I've done that. You can't walk away from it and be filled with joy. But you can only when the supernatural power of the Holy Ghost gives you a confidence and a contentment that says, I will see them again. That confidence, that assurance, that's what gives us joy. Joy. It won't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But he's not asking you. He's not asking. The Lord's not asking us to figure it out. He's telling us about a supernatural reaction that's only possible through the Holy Spirit. We have to look above our circumstances. You have to. you got to get this. God is sovereign. What does the word sovereign mean? It means he's in control. That means we got to know that. Somebody says, no, why would God ever do this? Or why would God ever do that? Listen, God is sovereign. He's in control. If he doesn't bring it to you, then he's allowed it to come. And if he has, suck it up. Realize that this is God at work in your life to bring a greater good. And it is promised in his word that it's going to be joyful and glad. And you're going to be delighted when he's done because the work He's going to do is going to perfect in you something that you needed. Now, that's hard stuff. I can't... We couldn't preach that at some of these churches now. Paddygate churches don't like that. They're going to run me right out. They're not going to be... They're not going to... Uh-uh, don't tell me that. No, don't you understand? God don't want preachers up there begging for money. God don't want preachers up there preaching about sin. God don't want people out there doing all kinds of stuff to try to get the people you know to to change their life he wants to just be their friend love wins love does win but how many of you know sometimes love is tough I don't know how you feel about it but that little mama that chased her little boy down in those riots (laughs) next year I'm inviting her to Mother's Day right here I want her to speak 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16. Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing. Yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. That's what the Word says. It's working for your good. Some of you wouldn't have got to heaven had you not gone through the trial and the trouble that you've been through. Some of you wouldn't have the the walk with God that you've got today, the strength that you have if you hadn't went through the fire. Gold don't come any other way. It's got to be burned in the furnace. And we get upset and we pray ourselves out of the furnace when God is saying, if you want to be prayed out of the furnace, you got to go in deeper where it's burning harder. Sometimes we got to submit ourselves to the work that God wants to do because when he does, I promise you, on the other side of it, you're going to be real proud. You're going to be joyful. You're going to be filled with gladness at what he does. So James is saying, man, why don't you go ahead and be joyful on the way in? That way you can get a hold of what God is going to do from the very beginning. Trust in the Lord with all your heart lean not to your own understanding but in all of your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path the Holy Spirit will enable us to see our trials from God's view and not our own and that's where we get our joy I'm not trying to tell you that when you go through the trial or through the trouble that you're supposed to pretend it doesn't exist that's like that you know, that old joke way back in the day about the charismatic. He was walking around in, in hell and said, "This "I am not here. I do not claim this. This is not real." A trial is a trial. Troubles, trouble. Pain is pain. Suffering is suffering. We understand, and we know this. God's not saying to us. If you, you're supposed to cancel out your trials, you're supposed to ignore your trials, you're supposed to look at your troubles and pretend like they don't exist. No, you'll cry, you'll weep, you'll be filled with sorrow, but you won't sorrow like the world does because you've got hope in an anchor. His name is Jesus Christ. <clears throat> pastor Watkins, precious former pastor of our church, talked to him this week. He's doing well. He's looking forward to coming and being with us as soon as possible. He used to quote, from memory a poem written by Cory Tin Boom who was in the concentration camps in Germany he used to quote this by heart in the services and I always loved it when he would quote this thing because he would just weep and cry and he'd say this and he'd had it down every line it's this I don't have it memorized my life is but a weaving between my God and me I cannot choose the colors he weaveth steadily Oft times he weaveth sorrow, and I, in foolish pride, forget he sees the upper, and I the underside. Not till the loom is silent and the shuttles cease to fly will God unroll the canvas and reveal the reasons why. The dark threads are as needful in the weaver's skillful hand as the threads of gold and silver in the pattern he has planned he knows he loves he cares nothing this truth condemn he gives the very best to those who leave the choice to him count it all joy count it all joy it's a choice it's a conscious choice to say Lord I trust you. You see the upper side. And one day when I'm walking streets of gold and I'm smelling the beautiful flowers and the fragrances of heaven and I'm standing next to a gate of pearl and looking at walls of jasper and I'm walking down by the tree of life row and the great wonderful rivers of life and I'm seeing the throne room of God when I see all that for myself. I'm going to sing with the angels, worthy as the lamb that was slain. I'm going to sing worthy. And I'm going to thank him. I'm going to be filled with joy. So, right now, I'm going to make some grown up statements. I'm going to understand and know. I'm going to get past the big battle of my pride and my flesh. I'm going to square up. I'm going to say, this is the truth. These trials are either sent from, they're sent from God one way or the other. And they're sent for my good. And if I get that question settled, if I understand that's settled, then I can get to the real meat of what he's wanting to do in my life. And I can trust him. Sometimes that means not trusting your own feelings your feelings are not a good gauge on what God's doing in your life great trials give me great hope in a great God who has promised to bring a great benefit to me we're not judging our circumstances by our feelings we're judging our circumstances by the faithfulness of a mighty God who brought the sun up brand new and beautiful this morning And he'll put that moon out there tonight you're safe in his hands so James says cut all the confusion let's cut to the chase what's the bottom line count it all joy God's people God's people will trust him would you stand with me this morning Verse 3 there says, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. It's in knowing and the testing. My faith was tested, I've shared with you many times, that when I walked down with my family down the breezeway of Miami Valley Hospital and said goodbye to my precious mom. I couldn't believe she was gone. I couldn't believe I was leaving the hospital without her. My dad led the crew, there was about 20 of us walking down that hall to the parking garage to get in our cars. I remember looking up at the sky and I said, she's with you, right? I felt the contentment and the peace of God I didn't understand it all I wasn't very happy joyful I wasn't celebrating I was in pain my family was in pain but God used that in my life to test my faith you know what it tested me on? It tested me on being a pastor. It tested me on praying my own prayers through. Because mama always did that. She prayed through most every problem I ever had. Most of the time she'd check with me about quarter till six to see if what I was preaching. And if she needed to add a point or two. He tested my faith on heaven. I wanted to know everything I could about heaven. I read every book by every author that ever wrote anything. I read everybody's testimonies. I wanted to know what it looked like, felt like, smelt like. I wanted to know who'd been there before. I wanted to know what they saw, how they felt, because I knew my mom was there. And the more I let him test my faith, the more sure I became, the more solid I became, the more real it became. I didn't have to read that little boy's book, although I appreciate it. I didn't have to do any of that anymore. I put all those books down. and I just went to John chapter 14 when Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me and my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you and if I go and prepare a place for you I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there you may be also And the way you know the way you know I'm going you know Thomas said how do we know Jesus said I'm the way I'm the truth and I'm the life so I got my ticket Jesus is my ticket and heaven is a promised prepared place and he's coming to get me. So mama, I'm on my way. Just any day now, any day now, I hope to hear a trumpet and we all go on the big old shuttle, but don't forget, group picture by the tree of life. When we get there, when we get there, we're gonna say, oh, I've come through the fire. I've come through the flood. I came through the storm. I had a trial, man. The devil almost had me, but he had to let me go. I almost gave up. But God reached down and picked me up and pulled me out and set my feet on a solid rock. And now I'm standing on gold. I'm here. Oh, hallelujah. It's coming today. It's coming today. So count it all joy right now. Because it's a promise that's as good as the next breath that you breathe. I want you right now, we're going to close in prayer. It's 20 minutes after 12. Step out from where you are. Meet me in the altar of God this morning. As many as will. Very quickly. Very quickly. Just come. Just come. You're coming. You're saying, God, I have trials. I have troubles. I have tribulations. I have storms. I have so many things that try to weigh my faith and tear down my confidence. I fight those natural feelings of anger, of bitterness, sometimes unforgiveness, I I fight depression. God, I'm normal, I'm natural, but I am appealing to the supernatural this morning. I want the choice of joy. I want to be set free this morning with joy joy as I enter into my trials, cheerfulness as I enter into the troubles, knowing that my God's going to deliver me. He's going to bring me out here you stand right here in this place I don't know what you've gone through I don't know where you've been I have no idea what kind of trouble or trial whether it's been a flood for you or a fire I have no idea but I do know this He's a God of all of it He was a God in the fire with the Hebrew children and He was a God on the water in the midst of the storm so He's got it covered and He's got you in the palm of His hand so wherever you're standing today you are safe in the arms of Jesus you're safe. So count it all joy. Count it all joy and let God heal you, deliver you, set your feet on a solid, solid standing this morning, right now. Would you just lift up your hands where you are all over this house? I'm praying for all of us. We all go through this hallelujah father we come to you lord we bring every care every concern every circumstance god we don't know what the boss is going to do we don't know what the country's going to do we don't know who's going to be the next president we don't know any of those things god i don't know what tomorrow holds with my family i i don't know who will be here and who won't be next month lord but what i do know is that i can count on you I trust in you. I'm leaning hard on you. I no longer will lean on the arm of flesh. I won't look to the left or to the right, but I'm going to keep my eyes centered on you, the prize of my faith. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, we honor you, we bless you. We give you the glory and the honor for it all. For it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Count it all joy in the mighty mighty name of jesus christ with every head bowed and every eye closed please allow me to take a few moments i cannot close this service until i have asked you if you have trusted jesus christ a savior of your heart and life if you need christ in your life i'm going to pray we're going to pray a prayer prayer that if it prays if you pray this from your heart This will get heaven's attention and Jesus will become your Lord. And I'm telling you, heaven will know about it and dance and shout. The Holy Ghost will be all over this. If it's just words to you, it'll mean nothing. But if you mean it from your heart, it's going to change your life forever. Jesus died on the cross, gave his life for you. You've heard us sing about it. You've heard us preach about it. Now you need to know that it's for you to accept in your life. To make him Lord of your life. To ask him for forgiveness of your sin. To come into your life if you're ready to do that today and you're here would you just slip up your hand and write back down wherever you are in this house is there any one person that i say pastor i'll pray that prayer this morning anyone at all anyone that needs jesus we're just going to pray i'm not going to call you up on the front i'm not going to embarrass you we're just going to pray right here where you're at are you here today you say pastor i need jesus All right, I'm going to assume that we have a whole house full we got one amen God bless you brother God bless you well worth it let's accept Christ in our life today I want everybody in the house we're all going to take you there's going to be about uh, several hundred of us are going to take you right to the throne of grace brother we're going to pray this prayer you pray with me okay can I come down there with you would that be all right. I said I wouldn't embarrass you but you're the one that waved at me (laughs) let's pray together help me church let's pray dear Lord Jesus come into my heart forgive me of my sins I accept you into my life I know you died on the cross you rose from the dead you purchased my salvation with forgiveness in my heart confession in my mouth I believe in my heart You are the son of God. So according to your word, I'm saved. I'm born again. I am a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you, man. God bless you. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. As you go from here today... We want to remind you about the meeting tonight at 6 o'clock. It's going to be a wonderful time. If you bring desserts, we'll be taking those in the lobby. Also, if you're interested in the Clayton Street Mission, our outreach project, that is going to be happening in the choir room, which is just beyond this wall right here. You follow the hallway around. It's in the big room back here in the corner. We love you all. God bless you. We'll see you tonight at 6 o'clock. And if you
5: make something real nice, sugary, and desserty, bring it tonight. Amen. Everybody said amen. Amen.